Holding the Khazari Mamir Shani Aisam Khimu. Once again, what Khazari says it seems to be a compliment, but it's also meant as somewhat of a question, which we see the Khava comes to answer. When he says, Amar Khazari, and he raya to Raskhem, Nikha wa koltak wa amak shamiyachmuis, Mashankim is a rasa. I see that the Torah includes all kinds of areas of Chachmah, even though there's which are very dark, very, so to speak, delicate, very fine-tuned. And we don't find that by other religions or other belief systems, whatever writings they had, don't have that same application of Chachmah. So, yeah, so and uh, let's see how the Chavar explains this, he said. So what's the question? So the question, what's the question? It sounds like a compliment. Right? But the question really is, is that, if you're going to see from the answer, what he wanted to know was, where's the mockument within Torah to develop the knowledge of all the various forms of wisdom, all the various branches of wisdom? And that's what the Chavar is going to explain to him. Amar HaChavar, Sanhedrin, Hayyumutsuvim, the Sanhedrin were instructed that the Lotharimim shouldn't be forgotten from them. Any one of the kinds of wisdoms are in the world, and even the Chachmus, which are Mistamus, which means people use by comparing one thing to another, Yishukayach, or by Eskemius. Add, Shakshafim, by the Shonus Hayyodim. The Sanhedrin had to know all the 70 languages that we know. So that's a certain Chachma in language, which isn't necessarily Torah, but we see that the Sanhedrin had to be aware of all the languages, and the reason for that, the Gemara says in Makkah, is because the Sanhedrin had to hear me pee the Edim, what they were saying. And therefore, if there would be a case, the Edim in a case would be a speaker of a foreign language, so it would have to be that the Sanhedrin would be aware of that language. Similarly, the Gemara says that the Sanhedrin had to know how Kishif worked. How sorcery worked, how various uh, things were possible on Pikachu Because since uh, somebody who's using magic or using sorcery is hired to be punished in Basin, Basin has understand what they were doing and if was it real Kishif or not. And therefore, Basin had to be well versed in Kishif as well. How do people always find 70 people, Chachamim? who are aware of all these other fields of knowledge besides, obviously, the Torah, if not for the fact that these were things which would be studied. In other words, the, the way the Chachmah is explaining it is it wasn't that we don't have a Yosef Atzadik. Maybe miraculously that Elio or Novi or whoever it was, the Malach came and taught him the 70 Deshaunas in one night. At, uh, it Elio, it was the Malach who taught him the 70 Deshaunas in one night. So then he, he, he was taught, knew miraculously what to say to Parak. But we don't find that it was a case of the Sanhedrin. And if that's the case, the Chachma Sanhedrin had to know all the languages. There's obviously things which people would learn. And therefore, That way, the, the Sanhedrin would never be lacking the quorum necessary to judge cases because when one of the members of the Sanhedrin would die, there would be a replacement. So there had to be enough people in Klai Yisrael who were aware of all the branches of wisdom necessary that they could uh, serve in the Sanhedrin if that was what was required of them. Now he explains, how can it not be like that? Because the Matthias says that the Torah itself requires the knowledge of all forms of, of all forms of wisdom. 
And he explains, Some of them we need for the halachas of agriculture. For example, the da'asa kilayim. To know what's called kilayim. To know what's called a mixture of different species. So one has to know the various uh, plant families and what's considered one species or two species. Or the zayimash species One has to know how things grow to consider when they're considered um, having taken root or having been produced fruit before shvis, and when it's considered the beginning of a year of its of its being able to suck leaves from the ground for arda. So many recognizing all the different kinds of plants. That way, if we can keep the halach of keeping each one separate, they're not going to get mixed up. And that needs chachmukdaila. For example, would this be a problem of kilayim? Uh, a mixture of different minim. Uh, is this part of the same family of plants? Would they be considered one 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 Type of species or the different species. Same thing with shifa and milachita. Is shifa and is rice similar to wheat? Is it a considered kilaim or not? Ayakraft or milakruv? Right? And this is a mitzvah of kilaim. It is a different kind of cabbage. It's not the same min. It's not only that. Knowing which plant is which connected to which general family of plants, know if it's kilaim or not. But also another din, and that is even if something is kilaim, how far is it kilaim? So it's, it depends how far its roots spread underground, and also do the roots go straight down or do the roots spread sideways. And therefore, you'll see in the Adinim of Kilayim, some, some species you have to leave much more room, because since the roots spread sideways, it is much more likely to be an entanglement, so to speak, of different species underground, whereas those plants with the roots spread straight down. So now, Chazal are going to pass on all these Adinim, and some people would come and ask, well, one second, we're we planting, he's planting, uh, Potatoes and he's planting apples and he's planting carrots and he's planting one of those a kind of bean and one person's planting a lance, which is a kind of a goat. Whatever it is, you have to know exactly how each species works because you have to know how the dinim of kilayim are going to apply to each one. Don't we have a macera for each thing? Oh, you asked him good. Let's just finish what he's, he's rising to answer your question. the dinim what's the vegetable or fruit, what lives for another, what doesn't. And then, the das kama yunach pein min le min b'makum v'zman. To know how much place to leave between each species you're planting, how much time it takes until that plant's no longer alive, and if I can plant something else in the same place. Now, same thing as applies to the world of botany, the world of plants. Same thing when it comes to zoology, the world of animals. When we call this minei achayim yunzeh, when you're to know the different kinds of animals, mashiyesh the eris, mashiyen the eris, what's considered which insects or reptiles are poisonous. Which aren't poisonous. Nafkmin is the bats an animal. Does the animal become a trefa? We dias a trefa. She yose dakum yikoma. She zacher yose aristam. We dias mimisa yachayim. The dias of trefas and what the animal will die from or won't die from is much more dako. Is much more fine than Aristotle's rules of what's considered an illness or a cause of death in animals. The harchik mechiras meisa. We kimech ashenisha biyadeli minachach mazos mashades tmeisalaf. Even the little bit we still know today was impressive to people who weren't versed in Torah about the intricacy of how we understand how the body of an animal works and all the various organs, what an understanding of them. Same thing, knowing what kind of blemish in the body is considered permanent, what kind of blemish can be healed, whether it become a Mumbai coin, does it become a Mumbai animal. 
and specifically when it comes to understanding the, the hormonal systems in the body, understanding the system of what's considered neither blood or ziva blood, the various systems which work inside the body. And therefore, all these things are something which a person physically wouldn't be able to get on his own without a certain sense of self Okay, now the question is, what's the Kuzari is trying to explain? He's explained the detail applying to Chachma, which the Sanhedrin had to know, whether it was languages, whether it was even understanding of Kishof, and now we're understanding the natural world. And even though we don't have a Sanhedrin today, not much has changed. If you're going to be able to pass in Shailas, you're going to have an understanding of what's going on, so we can pass in it. So, for example, today, we're not without Sanhedrin, we're just regular uh, you know, people trying to understand Halacha, but in order to do that, if it's talking about the halachas of Shabbos, and you're talking about various electronic devices, you have to understand technology. Is there, is there a power surge when you open the door? Isn't there a power surge? Are there, are there receptors which are going to switch on various elements or not? Is, is a, what, how, does the, how does the transformer work? Is it a, a color transformer? Is it a digital transformer? A, a certain knowledge of the scientific metzias is necessary to pass on Shabbos. If a person wants to pass on dinim of chaylim uh, or kip, whatever it is, so, or what it's for, some person has to understand the basic knowledge of medicine. What is a condition which is dangerous? What's not a condition which is dangerous? What's, a, what's something which is considered a necessary medication which will matter to take him give or what's not? And therefore, the halacha brings, brings with it the necessity of the knowledge of the physical world. Now, okay, so the chacham the, the Kuzari has given a number of examples of this, a number of examples of this, but the shayla is what's he trying to say? It doesn't mean that it comes from the Torah, but that is what he's saying. So that's the question. What is he trying to say? Is he trying to say, therefore, it was important to learn these Chachmas separately? Is it, he was trying to say, the Torah incorporates these Chachmas, and therefore, if a person learns Torah, he'll learn them at the same, as part of Torah? Or is he trying to say that there's a certain sense of Shmaya, or a certain Messiah? In other words, the Klaishal knew these things, not because they went to study them, but was passed down. This was a Messiah we had. Right, and now... That I'm, I'm putting the options on the table because in his next his next example, unless we already have a Gemara which tells us which way to go, and his next example is going to be cosmology, and then he says of Chachmas Galgadim Vani Chasam, understanding how the solar system works. Example is, is how the Galgadim work, how the planets work. Masha Ibur Ktsas told us just knowing how to make leapments or to, to balance the years of the solar and lunar calendars is just one of his examples. Right. In other words, even though what he says about that is that the Torah, in other words, the mind of Kaisha is the, the, uh, the ability to understand is more Chazakat. Kaisha has a strength in that even though they're smaller in number, they're smaller in amounts of people, whatever it is, or in the resources. Now, on this last point of understanding understanding the Chachma of the Mazaris, the Chachma of the planets, and how the worst system works, so on that, the Gemara brings in the Pasuk, Ki Chachma Esomu Vinaschem Le'enei That's a person who can mechashev, kufos and Mazaris, a person who can work and understand um, how the, exactly how the, the, Astronomy, how the system works and how the planets work in conjunction with each other. Um, that's considered our Chochmah 
compared to the other nations. Because that was something they didn't understand and something Klai Shol did, and that was a sign of Klai Shol's Chachman. I mean, just to, just to point out how to something which there wasn't the possibility of people working out in a natural sense. They didn't have the tools to do that. And therefore, it was a Chachman which we have either from Messiah or from, which was passed down. Um, it says it was a Chachman of Nei Yisachar. One example is Nei Yisachar, Nei that they needed to work out the calendar and understood how the system worked. And that was the most we impressed about because there was no way that they could get to that. They didn't have the tools to make, to work it out. And we clash all knew it. So obviously this was our So the example is given here is something which we didn't have to study to learn. It wasn't something they knew how to do. It was something which we knew Masera and therefore it was, we were aware of this Fahman. I mean, just to just, maybe it's not necessary to bring proof to this, but it's just to show you how accurate the Masera Chazal is. When Chazal talk about the length of a lunar month, and they talk about 29 days and 6 hours and how many hundred halakim, right? So that was a system which we have in the time of the Gemara already, and this was as passed down as the Messiah of how long the lunar month is. The Mesa in the 1980s, <coughs> when they could measure the exact cycle, like length of the cycle of the month using satellites, using atomic clocks, right? So the, time, the exact measurement of how long the size of the lunar month was, was 29 days, 6 hours, and I think it was 40 halakim difference, which means 40 out of 1,800 parts of an hour difference to the measure we have of Chazal, which is less than a few, is a few seconds. Right? Now, of course, the people in ancient times didn't have atomic clocks, they didn't have satellites, didn't have any way of trying to work such a thing out. We had a Nemesar, and that was called the Achaf. So that's... Yes, what, from what? From Moshe Yes, yes. And Hashem told Moshe, this is the way that the months work. So he told him hey, this is exactly how Hashem created it. He, he's, he's one who knows how he built, how he built it. Kabbalah is also passed down. It's not something we make up in the run. It's just a different direction of how things are transmitted to us. So once again, the, the, we, we don't need to come to Nebuah on something which is passed down in the Messiah. If you have the Messiah, which is given to Moshe so you have the Midar and Adar. And now this brings us to the... Well, this called, say, the yes. And on the, on the Pshat level, Sarah Ibn. And the concept of Sarah Ibn Kabbalah also which means something else completely, but on the, on the Prat level, so that ever means the Chachm the of how to line up the soil and the calendars. And once again, as a general rule, something no one else tried to do is a, rule that is a reason because no one else could. Just like we always say about Matan Torah, nobody else ever tried to claim there was a massive revelation because nobody else could. And that's the same thing when it comes to Yisrael Ebor. No other religion tried to work with the soil and the calendars together because no one else knew how to line them up. But they either worked with the one or they worked with the other one. So, for example, the Muslims work the lunar calendar. The, uh, the various other nations today, probably most of the Western Muslims work the Messiah calendar only. They, they completely disregard the other system because they didn't have the knowledge to how to balance them. The only clients will have this chachm of how to put the two together, which is what we call our pipshat, the Messiah Now, Now, the reason why I asked the question before is what's the, what is the question that the king wanted to know, and what's the point that the Kizari is trying to answer? is because this is a very, very big machlaikas between the Akhrani. Not on the Khazari, it's a general machlaikas in Ashkafa. And uh, it would be negated to the point the Khazari is trying to explain here. The question is, what's the point he's trying to say? In other words, is there a value in learning Khafmus besides Hotel? Is there a value in somebody who's from Khafm and saying, I'm not going to spend time learning French and learning German and learning Spanish and learning Portuguese, all 70 languages, because one day they'll be a Sanhedrin. 
and someone has to know all these languages, and therefore in my preparation for being part of Sanhedrin is to spend time learning what we call Chachmas Chetonius, which means other branches of wisdom, which isn't necessarily sourced in the Torah. And same thing, if a person wants to say, well, if I want to, have to be able to pass on Halachas of Rufus, I have to take off time to study medicine. And if I want to pass on Halachas, which I'm going to get to uh, Mitzvah of those pirates, so I'm going to have to do a course in agriculture. Is, is there a man... Rav sent 18 months of the Raya Bakr in the field. Rav, that's not exactly the same thing because that's getting Shemush. And we'll talk about the difference in the, in the difference soon. So that's a big discussion. And that is, is there a Maya to learning Chachmas Chetanias? Because it's something a person needs or could use um, to understand Torah better. Right? And if that's the case, um, we're going to take it to other Chachmas as well. Is there a Maya in studying philosophy? Because if a person understands it, then he can understand the more depth in the Torah's arguments which would be counter to philosophy. And that's the one, that, that's the Makhlaikas which the Akhronim had. Now, there's some Akhronim who take very definite stands on this, and there's some who we can medike what they held. I mean, the, the, probably the clearest and worst and best mentioned is the Shit of the Vilnagon. The Shit of the Vilnagon. And the Vilnagon writes this himself, and Jochaim, Lajim Talmud, writes it about him in his introduction to the Vilnagon's Saifon's Pirush. And he says the Gilnagon was that a person who's learning Torah doesn't need to waste time learning Abu Chachmus because Mitaikh the Torah will come to all of them. As you do that, it's a Gilnagon and he holds Islamic Betel Torah to waste time learning other things. If a person is learning Torah properly, so he made it Mitaikh the Limura Torah, he'll come to every Abu Chachmus there is. Now, does that mean that a Baruch will give it to him as a gift? Or does it mean that we made in order to understand the sugya, he'll have to understand these spars? It's not completely clear. Again, what the Goan said is he doesn't need to waste time on it. It's, it all the other chachmus are nichol in the Torah. In exactly what way, he doesn't explain. But it's no yadarish, no It's yadur from two stories we have at the time of the Vilnagon, mm-hmm. stories from the time of the Vilnagon, that the, even the non-Jewish professors in various sciences and fields of medicine used to come and ask him advice. He's asked advice because they understood he knew more than them in their own field, not because he ever studied the topics as they had, but because he knew it. I mean, it's the best example I always give is there was a tzidur that the professors at the time in the University of Berlin came to him with a question in, in the University of Berlin. They came, the professors studying astronomy, studying how the planets work, they had a problem. They had a problem in the cheshponents and the calculations. They couldn't understand it. So eventually they were told that there's this old rabbi in Vilna who knows the subject very well. So they made the journey from Berlin to Vilna to present him the question. The story was that, uh, I don't know why he agreed to see them, maybe to make Kiddush I'm not sure. But anyway, the, the Vilna God did agree to see them. He listened to the question. He kept quiet for five minutes thinking, and they thought we really wasted our time. He doesn't know what to say. But after five minutes, they go and took out papers and like, sketched them a diagram to explain to them exactly how the answer to their question. And while well, this is interesting, is because you can look it up if you want afterwards. Until today, the, what the Vilna Gaon was machadish to them is one of the basic principles in astronomy. The Vilna Gaon's name was Ravadio Kramer. You can look it up. Today, there's a principle in astronomy called Kramer's theorem. Mm. Now, he didn't call it Kramer's theorem. He just explained the story to them. But the mass has become accepted in, in the field of astronomy as Kramer's theorem. Okay, either way around. So the Vilna Gaon knew these, these topics, and he says it himself. He says that a person who learns Torah Yishma, so we made it the Megalim, all the Chachmus are you do to him. Like I said, is it because of his understanding of Torah or because it's given to him as a gift? 
we can discuss. It's not quite clear what uh, which way around it is. Probably it's a bit of both. I don't know. But that's the one that's good. Either is it because he had to understand it to understand the sugya? So he had to understand the social gear. Either because, no, he had to work on it. But oh. understanding a sugya, he had to come to these chashvayos, oh. or just give it to him as a gift, the knowledge he needed to have. Yeah. Story, and this is also a very well-known story of the chaznish, that the people used to come to ask the chaznish medical advice. And there was a famous story of the person who came to him from Tel Aviv, had just been diagnosed with a tumor, and uh, the doctors wanted to operate. So he came to ask the Chaznish what to do. So the Chaznish took a, also took out a pen and sketched uh, for the, the surgeon. He said, this is the way to get to the tumor. This is, like he showed on the paper, this is the brain, this is where the tumor is. This is the way you have to operate to get there. And the patient took the, the, the diagram back to the doctor. And after he said, like, this is my field. I'm a brain surgeon. Here's this person telling me what to, how to do the surgery. But when he actually studied what the Chaznish wrote, he was amazed that the Chaznish understood better than him what would be the right way to work on it. And he came to the Chaznish, he's famous, after the surgery, which was successful, and he said, explain to me how you knew this, where did you learn brain surgery from? And the Chaznish told him, from the Simon and Shulchan Aruch of Trefus of Behemoth. When he talks about Trefus of Mayach, and talks about the inside crumb and the outside crumb, and what can be punctured the crumbing, and where the pressure is, so I understood this is the way you have to work with the brain. Now, once again, so yes, he came to the Chachma of understanding the anatomy of, from the Torah, not because he studied medicine, but then again, the Shadi is, was this because being Mimamik in the Sugim, he understood this, or again, there was certain elements he has the Shemayim. I don't know the answer to that. That's the one sheet. The one sheet is, it's true that the Chachamim have to know other fields, but they don't have to learn them separately. They can come to it from Torah. And can you do it? There were those who argued. And they held that there's something which a person has to learn and learn on its own. To, in order to be able to incorporate it in one's Torah knowledge, so one has to learn separately. Is it a stereo, or is it just we're talking about different people on different levels? Again, that, we could, that could be open to, to discussion. In other words, the Vilnagon says as part of the Mishnah of Kaladayim Tarelishma. The person that Tarelishma, so then the Galim, they reveal things to him, is part, part of what they reveal to him is all the Chachmas he needs in order to learn Torah. So it could be that it's not in the diagram of Shema that a person is learning. I don't know. I know that there were even Rishonim who held that there was a man in learning, um, in learning other sciences from the Goyim, or from the way that they knew it. And the best example there is the Rambam. Okay, he writes it himself. But, I mean, he's, uh, that's one of, this is the, one of the few disagreements between the Vilna Goyim and the Rambam, is about this idea of learning Chachmus Chisonis, as is Kiyudu also, as well known. That the Vilna writes about the Rambam, that what led him off the derech was the fact that he was learning from Goyim sources. On a certain point, he held the Rambam which made a big mistake. And so what, what made him make a mistake is because he was looking up from Goyim sources uh, and therefore he was, he was mushba about it. Okay, whatever it is. There was the other day as well. Now, when you come to the Kuzari, it's an interesting point because Rabbi Yudha Levi, again, let's, let's go back to the person and not the character he's portraying to us in the Zephyr. Rabbi Yudha Levi himself was a good question of which way did he hold. Because Mitzad Echot, he was uh, very, as we know, Rabbi Yudha Levi was the master of Lashem, of language, of expression. Uh, even today they call him the, the, the Av of Lashem HaKodesh. Understanding the rules of Diktuk and how to use it in, in rhyme, how to use it in expression, how to use it in poetry. That was uh, Rabbi Yudha Levi's uh, maybe is uniqueness uh, amongst the Rishonim. Uh, besides that, we know also that in the Spain of his day, he was considered to be a Chacham in all the Chachmas that there were. 
It wasn't just the Jews respected him. Right, he was considered uh, in, whether it was in political science, whether it was in, in diplomacy, whether it was in all the various fields that there were. Which, right. So the idea is, how did he come to it? Was it also was it the hold of the shit that it has to do anything separately? The hold of the shit that can get these things through Torah. I don't know. I don't have a raya. But here, when he puts it into the words of the Chacham, he also doesn't tell us which way around it is. What he says is, it's important to note. The Chacham had to know these things because you can't paskan without knowing the mitzvahs. And therefore, you can't paskan zroi without knowing agriculture. You can't paskan trafes without knowing how the body works. You can't paskan the mazalas. You can't deal with the calendar without knowing how the solar system works. So it's important to know. And therefore, and it's important to know the 70 languages, and it's important to know even Kshafim because the Sahedrin would need that. And now, but, okay. And therefore, does the Torah incorporate all the other forms of Kshafim? Yes. How does one go about knowing that he had, you know, he hasn't told us? Kai Yisrael had this advantage of the Kshafim. And then it says, even today, Klal Yisrael is such a small minority in the world that it's not felt as a like a force to be reckoned with, either because of its poverty or the fact that it's in goddess or there's so few of us. But on the other hand, the the its connection, Klal Yisrael's connection to the Torah is uh, we call the Torah like this. It's like a, they're completely one with it. Um, now, he's going to explain how this is something which Sheriff says the whole time. And the fact, just to say, as I before, the Yisraeli wants to say, that he's, he's going to talk about the fact that Klai Yisrael maintained his connection to Torah in the Goddess, even though it wasn't necessarily, let's say, the ideal setting to learn Torah. We went in a, in a massive of peace, we went in a massive of prosperity, we went in our own land, whatever it would be, which would be a more ideal situation to the Torah. And because of this, Klai Yisrael hold on to the Torah. Now, this is a different point. Now here we see, we'll see well, next time, here we see another aspect of what he's trying to say. And that is the Chashivas that Klai Yisrael gives to Chachma. In other words, even, and this is a, something which we can rationalize maybe why it's like that, but uh, the amount of Chachma Klai has contributed to the world is completely disproportionate to the amount of people Klai in the world, as is well known. As is well known. It's not a Chiddush. And uh, the reason that the Kuzar is explaining for it is because, number one, when it comes to what we needed to learn for terrorists, that's one aspect. We, we needed to delve into all these fields because it makes enough minupalach. And therefore, even if there would be areas where, let's say, the average non-Jew wouldn't make a difference to them, it wouldn't interest them. Which, which direction the roots of the plant go? They go straight, they go sideways, what's a big difference? But since we need to know where the roots are going, so that makes us, so to speak, explore various avenues of Chachma, right? And which the Goshal doesn't know. And again, we see this today. As a rabbi, when we talk to doctors about various medications, we want to know what we're going to do. We have no idea. It doesn't make a difference to anybody. What's not familiar with going, what's going to do? But to us, it does make a difference because it's going to change halachas. Right? Uh, so that's okay. So it, it, the data the, the, itself exposes us to, so to speak, examine areas which wasn't examined. And then the, side, the second point we're going to see, he says, is that there was a, a preoccupation with, with wisdom, with knowledge, among Israel, which 
even if it wouldn't be in Chachos Torah, but there, that was something still way out of proportion to all the other nations which didn't have that same drive to understand. Could be that we just be smarter? The last point. What he was, the is how one learns um, knowledge of whatever field it's going to be. The Indian that a person has to see things to pile to understand, to, to, to what we call Shimush, and I was getting practical experience in order to pass, and everybody agrees you have to do. There was never a Shaida. Right. In other words, the, the, let's say you want to learn Hilchus Trefus. You have to see the animal. You have to go and see what a Trefus means. You want to learn Hilchus Zerayim. You have to go and see what are you talking about. And what, what does the plant look like? And what do the roots look like? And what does the leaves look like? And that wasn't a new thing. That doesn't come in a book. You see, in the Gemara, they used to spend time going to learn the Maisa. You know, what, what, how did, when the Torah is talking something, what is it referring to? The Machlokas here just is, is, does one need to learn information? Is we need to learn the field, the, the topic from, let's say, non-Jewish sources, or can we just use the Torah as a, as the source book of giving us information? But now that we've seen it, and now we have to put it in the poil. The only way to do that is to go and see it in the Maisa. You can't you can't be a sheikh without watching shkita. You can learn all the halachas there are, but to do to become a sheikh, you have to you have to watch all the dushkitas and you have to see how the animal works, how the system works. You can't be a moil without doing a minute. You can't be a sefer without actually writing. But the chelik the mice of Torah, that no one's arguing about. And that's a separate chelik. We're talking now specifically about the chelik of, of understanding, which is uh, where, where one learns information from. Because we learn from Torah, we learn from, from the Chachmur of the Bible.